Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 95 with the super sweet, super smart, super... I was going to say seductive, sexy... It just feels like I, a bit I mean, much. yeah, in, in ways he is. I think that's fair. Okay. He's talented, he's bright, he's interesting, he's charming. You know, he's a little bit mysterious, too. Yeah. Um, but I was just going for that, like, triple, double, the triple double S alliteration. You do love alliteration. What, who could blame you? It's lovable. It is. It, it's um, sort of like a fricative. It just feels good to say. You're familiar that's, with the fricative, right? It's like a swear yeah. word. It's like a k <coughs> sort of noise in the yeah, throat cathartic. it's when you create the friction yep yep wow off to a great start with this intro <laughs> um and we have the show actually uh well we had we had alec ness is his uh his given name his uh citizen name but his artist name is suna uh, so you may know him as that and Alec is a producer, a phenomenal producer. I, w- I would say one of the best producers in Minneapolis um, that I know of, at least. And uh, I'm actually quite proud that he's from this city. Really excited about it. And I should say, uh, if you're listening to this, his EP is now officially out. Uh, his EP Surface, which is phenomenal. And that's a really exciting step as an artist. So shouts out to Alec. And uh, we had him on the show. We were talking about letting go, Vin. We sure were, um, and it kind of also dovetailed into a conversation about holding on and yeah. when and under what circumstances both are appropriate uh, and their very integral impact on the creative process. Absolutely. So, shouts out to Alec for uh, for sharing some of that wisdom with us, and shouts out to the sponsor this week, which is Death to Stock. As you may know, I've been doing creative direction with Death to Stock, which is I kind of look at it as like a media, like creative platform at this point. Um, I think it grew mostly because uh, we give away uh, 10 to 15 free, whatever you want to do with them, uh, photos every month to people to use in their projects. And, uh, and now we just support a bunch of different artists making a bunch of different things and we provide them to our audience. It's uh, pretty fun stuff. We just released a pack called Free to Roam which is a, a set of stills, some images of like a BMX skate park kind of vibe, and then a really cool video to go along with that. Some fun stuff worth checking out. And it's an amazing company, amazing group of people, Good group. a cool cool platform and highly useful. And you know what? Have their heads on straight. Gotta love that philosophy that they, they promote. Yeah! Woohoo! Man. Well, thanks, Death to Stock. Uh, for your patronage and for just being awesome and thanks to Suna for stopping by and giving us a heck of an and episode. An in-studio episode too. Yes, yes, our favorite. That'll make three in a row? It is. Unbelievable. It is new, new 10K uh, record. It has to be. Put your hands up. <laughs> put, your, put your hands up. Uh, and hey, thanks listeners for listening. Hope you enjoy episode 95, Letting Go. Love it. That worked. Cool. Maybe. Um, that I got. I got us. All right. Cool. I got us. Okay. Lovely. <clears throat> hmm. Sweet. Lovely. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Vince. Mr. Man, Grant. I've taken to using the suffix. Suffix. Mm-hmm. Mister, I was Pre- I was, the, the I was checking prefix. Yes, suffix yeah. would be like a surname. The third, yes. It's like a is it esquire? Is there like a prename and a surname? Is that like a thing too? It's a it's a forename, right? Forename and a surname. Okay. So your f- forename is Vince. That's me. And yeah. the prefix to that that I've been fixating on, uh huh, is been Mister. Yeah, lately that's true. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is it formal? Is it? No, I feel like it's markedly informal. I yes. think like it's start. It's like the ironic formality. The ironic formality. We've reached that point in we our have. relationship. Yeah. Wow, what a treat! I think <laughs> a lot of young girls growing up 
picture the day when they can look at their significant other, and I'm not going to say husband. That's close minded. It might yes, be that's true. It might be their wife. It might be their their life partner. Might be themselves. Either gender. Yeah. Either way, and but they say, Mister, Miss, whatever. They use the prefix to address the one they love. I think that's true. I think there's some truth in that. And they get down on one knee and they they look at their partner and they say, Mister mm. Vince, Wait, will you tell you... me what you've been putting your time into? What have you been working on? Uh, well, not particularly to sound like, involved. Yeah, <laughs> not, not to sound like a broken record. Uh, office has me super busy and working on Excel. Energy, huge client, huge project. They're actually a joy to work with, uh, and that's at my job at Yamamoto. Also, been putting a lot of uh, hours, so to speak, onto this show. We've been doing a lot of episodes lately. The old cast, we're stockpiling. The young Luckily, cast. That young, that young 10K HRS. For sure, man. Uh, yeah. So that's been keeping me busy. What about you, Grant? What's What have you been putting your time into Similar recently? things, just jamming away, just trying to make a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's about, I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's true of every week, though, right? Yeah, for sure. I will say the I made a ton of progress on that Nice Direction project, which I, th- I think I've talked about. Have I talked sure about that have, on, yeah. on here at all? You've mentioned it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in passing, because it was like so forming. I've shown notes to it once. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you link to? I don't think you did. Maybe I didn't. I didn't mean to call you out, but it's like, it's like I haven't publicly, like, it's like there's, this site isn't out there. I hope I didn't link to like something like really <laughs> irrelevant. That'd be kind of awesome, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that project is like... Like, pretty close to launching. I would say oh, sick. it'll likely launch in June, which is cool. Yeah. Looking forward it's to It's like long-form it. interviews with directors that I really dig. And then I photograph them, and it's, like, transcribed. Really cool. So. Very cool. Yeah. I'm excited to get that in the world because it's, like, I've been sitting – it's, like, hard to be patient as we were talking about with our guest. I know he's been sitting on something, too, and it's, like, you've already done the creative act, and it's, like – fuck <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> but but you do need to be strategic and they're like you know to put something out n- not half formed but without the proper attention to promotion or to you know all of the things around it that ends up being a big part of the art so that uh the aforementioned uh mystery man super excited to have him in here today i feel like there's a few connections even to the show um he's been generously giving me lessons occasionally in Ableton and like sort of sherping me on that journey, which I'm still just a little baby boy in. <laughs> but, uh, and then I think we recently had uh, the gentleman responsible for his artwork of the aforementioned referred to EP that I didn't mention in specificity. <laughs> yes. Who, which was that guest? Which guest was that? That was, oh, Michael Chino. Yes. Yes. Who, fantastic artist. So, <laughs> All that being said, welcome to the show, Alec Ness, a.k.a. Suna. He Thanks. puts out music under the name... The name? The name? The name Suna. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, welcome, man. Thanks Woo! for joining us, man. That uh, was a mouthful just across the <laughs> board, man. <laughs> I did a little listening today. I, I wasn't familiar with your work before, but I'd heard great things from Grant. He'd spoken very highly of you for good reason. Uh, and I listened to your stuff today. Big fan. Very cool. Thanks. Uh, and I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. And so now I'll, I'll selfishly take the honor of asking you, Alec, what have you been putting your time into recently? What have you been working on? Uh, lots of music. Uh, putting my time into music. Putting my time into just trying to uh, buckle down in the winter, I guess, and make the most out of kind of being stuck mm. stuck in the house. You know, it's uh, it's spring now, so hopefully playing some shows now and getting out and around. But yeah, music theory, uh, just like writing some new tracks, just kind of like brushing up on some old skills. And you have a an EP or no, an album? EP, yeah. an EP, yeah, six tracks, kind of in between. And it should be releasing in the next couple months. Yeah, yeah. So that's been keeping you busy too. I, I guess. Yeah, in the immediate. Yeah, that was two days ago. I'm still kind of in a rush from it. I haven't <laughs> even, like, yeah, I haven't even like caught up to myself with what's going on currently. I guess that's that's truly being busy. Yeah, you you keep busy. It seems. I mean, <laughs> shouts out. <laughs> I think part of being busy or part of doing a lot of things, and one of the one of the things I wanted to talk with you about and uh, something I think you embody, I, actually, I think it was uh, one of the lessons we had. We were talking about, you are talking about like a writing session, which I think is 
comparative to any session in a lot of different disciplines, whether that's writing, whether that's design, whatever. But you were just talking about like not having expectations going in and sort of being okay with what comes out. And that's something we've been talking about more on the show. Uh, there's a book called Bore of Art that I'm like pretty obsessed with. I don't, are you familiar with that at all? I haven't. Uh, Stephen Pressfield. It's just like, it's a real good like mantra and uh, ideology around creating stuff. And a lot of the ideology or one of the ideas in there is like letting go of what comes through you. So doing the work and the results you're detached from in some way and whether they're positive or negative and you are sort of the rock. So I think you are a good embodiment of that idea of letting go. And that's what we want to talk with you, Mr. Alec, about. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So perhaps perhaps we can start a little bit more biographically and you can catch us up to... Yeah, frame frame the conversation around... Where do you come from musically and professionally? Uh, and how has, uh, maybe even loosely framed by letting go, how has that factored into how you are as an artist today? Um, well, it's funny because I actually just wrote my biography for my press release yeah. or my bio, and I really had to it's look a tough inward. Activity. That's yeah. an introspective act, if I've ever heard yeah, of Yeah, yeah. So I really had to consider kind of exactly what you just asked me. You know, where did I come from? What led me to where I'm at now? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up as a musician. Um, I, I really, at a really young age, wanted to play an instrument and, um, something that we had talked about maybe bringing up that I'll just say from the get go is I have, uh, my fingers actually end at my first knuckle. So trying to play an instrument, you know, as a young kid, I didn't really have a lot of options cause I couldn't really reach many things like the strings on a guitar, like the valves on a trumpet. So I went for drums because that was something I could grab two sticks and just like bang on whatever was around, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, so I, I played drums through all of my, all of my, uh, preliminary school, um, high school and then into college too. And I studied composition. Um, I actually dropped out of college and then went out to California and kind of encountered this whole like beat scene thing going on. And I was a big hip hop head up until that point, but and I'd been using Ableton Live since I was 15 just to Jeez. record bands or like use, you know, use it for my own interests, making ambient music or whatever else. And, you know, making, I don't know, pretty much anything. It, it's, it's probably worth noting one, Ableton is like a DAW, like, uh, like a audio. I tell people it's workspace. like the Photoshop of the music. The world. Photoshop of music. Yeah. And I think another caveat is you're one of, like a sort of few uh, Ableton certified trainers, like how many worldwide? Right. Are yeah. Like I don't know. Sub 100 probably. Sub 100 US. I don't okay. know. I okay. don't know worldwide. Either way, it's like not very common to be fully like certified. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something that happened in California. It was kind of in San Francisco is where I kind of like gained a, a vision, I guess, for what I wanted to do. So yeah, then I started producing under this name Suna there and like the whole R&B hip hop influences kind of came to a to a uh, sensible direction. And I just started following that there. I've kind of just been jumping through the hoops ever since. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like letting go sounds pretty core to the ideology of, of even, okay. You were talking about your hands a little bit though. Yeah. You sort of like skip through it. It's just kind of like, okay, this is the thing I'm dealing with and onward. Right. Yeah. But that in and of itself, right. Is an act of letting go. Like coming, I mean, coming to terms maybe is, is too terminal of a way of saying it, but being able to like just view something as truth and moving past yeah. and excelling, yeah, that's a that's a pretty powerful sentiment in the core of letting go. I would say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of, I think, in my entire career, that's been like one of the basis, you know, morals behind what I'm doing. And like, my hands are definitely a kind of first, kind of one of the first times I encountered that, mm -hmm. you know, challenge and found that that was the best solution. Cause it's like, what else am I going to do? You know, I have to, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, right. that's, that's my only option. It's just to like, you know, do the best I can and like, just let go of what I can't control, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I feel like some of the best creators I know that's like, it's sort of a survival instinct within creation, especially, but it is just like, yeah, it's like you don't get caught up on anything. Like it's like, no. yeah, this is this is real now. This is the new reality. This is what I'm dealing with. 
So well, I, it's, it's interesting. People like a black or a white, but it's kind of a gray area to just be like, oh, you know, I'm I make a you know this produce this electronic music, but I'm a drummer, but I like play instruments, but I'm a composer, but I can't really play those instruments that well. It's <laughs> like kind of like a weird undefined area, but but that, yeah, being able to let go of the need to define it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Has uh, has this influenced your art in any in any direct or indirect way? You mean like letting go or just my like my experience like physically or both yeah, yeah. i would say on a, on a ground level your physical experience but kind of this relationship you have with letting go in a creative aspect has that influenced the work that you've done yeah absolutely i mean for me it was like i was making i had like this idea for a long time of what i wanted to do and then almost actually very recently surprisingly it took me a long time to really come to terms with that I'm just going to make what comes out kind of, and that drums are like a big part of that. And like that it maybe isn't going to be as melodic as I want it to be. And it maybe isn't going to be as like, you know, it isn't going to sound like things that maybe I think are cool or things that maybe I want to do and coming to terms with like, okay, well, this is the type of music that, you know, I'm good at and the type of music that I, you know, end up making when I sit down and make something that, you know, feels right in the moment was kind of a a revelation for me, I guess, over this last year. So it's exciting. That's progress. I mean, we were talking with Claire DeLune about authenticity. We talk a lot about self-awareness, self-definition. It's like you can't deny it (laughs) at a certain point. I read this really interesting interview with Arca, actually, and Uh he was talking about um, making himself vulnerable and how like with his music it was really important to him to like allow people to either agree with him or like lash out and disagree and then he was just tr- kind of transparently like being what he is and that I think that vulnerability is a huge part of letting go from me and like my music too mm-hmm. letting go of your defenses and uh, I mean it it sounds we're, we're simplifying it but that's one of the most challenging and important things that artists can do right Mm-hmm. And it's something we've talked about being vulnerable and generous and and letting down the shields that's something we've talked about time and time again on the show because it's so important and because that personal journey to achieving that is so different for every artist oh, totally that what's interesting I'm thinking about now is it's we talk we talk a lot about like letting go of results or of like whether that's praise or or negativity. Or, you know, whatever happens, as long as you do the work, like that's kind of like the value. But there is an interesting, it's not like martyrdom, but there is like uh, an idea of like letting go of how it feels for someone to not like the thing or Mm -hmm. to be, I don't want to say inflammatory, but, you know, that's that's something I struggle with even. It's like I I honestly don't put out that much stuff even like online because it's just like those aren't conversations I want to get into. But uh, there is even just like having that show I had in February that mm-hmm. uh, Archo ran up against some you know some issues. But it's like uh, you uh, if you want to be an artist, that's kind of maybe part of playing the game, right? It's well, like, and I think it's maybe reframing, uh, yeah, quote unquote negative reaction because nobody ever said anything important that didn't stir yeah. some sort of you know some sort of yeah. If you don't have any impact, like you can't, like vanilla is not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. But but it's important that you mention that also in that you have to also let go of the praise because instigation for no reason is also not a justification for art, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like you can say you can just make something provocative for the sake of being provocative and call that important just because it's cause. You have to be genuine in the way that you release yourself from from additional external inputs right and you have to be able to let go kind of universally yeah like that gray area <laughs> yeah. existing between like wanting praise or not wanting you know negativity or seeking attention or you know any of those right. things it's just like being all right with whatever happens with it i think absolutely okay so maybe an interesting place for us to explore a bit would be as like well you have multiple identities and that's something i definitely relate to but you know, you have artist, producer, you have teacher, you have all these different things. Um, I think letting go of expectations of career path is really interesting. Could you maybe talk a little bit about your progression 
whether that's parallel or how that's gone with the identity of teacher and of yeah. Alec or Suna, the artist? Yeah, that's actually been a really interesting one for me because, you know, when you choose to make music for a living, there's always this fear of like, oh, it's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I chose that, there was there's always the voices, you know, that are like, oh, you're never going to be able to make money off that. You're never going to be able to, you know, have a career with that. And teaching was always kind of the one backbone behind my career that was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's definitely a, a career. Like, and that's something that, you know, like I can pursue in and out of a music production career. But also it's something that's just really important to me because it's really like Ableton helped me so much mm -hmm. to overcome all my boundaries. And it like is really important for me to be able to share that with other people too. So like on a very personal level, like teaching music software and production is like a very, I, I guess like the way that I can best give back and the way that I can best like do something that's meaningful for the community and for other mm -hmm. people. And I feel like that's important in work too, you know, like, but so then with music production, you know, they kind of have tied in hand in hand at this point. Like, you know, I kind of wasn't sure how that was going to pan out if it was going to be, you know, just Suno was completely separate and I never mentioned, you know, on those channels yeah. or in that yeah. area that I was, but you can't, you can't really control that after a while. People just find out those things and people seek that out. And it's, you know, like, I think just being transparently me about it and saying like, you know, yeah, like, I mean, I am an educator too. And like, you know, I'm definitely willing and I get hit up all the time on Suna's channels to like, Hey, like what school should I go? I just had, was having a conversation with someone about what music school they should go to the other day on my Twitter DMs. It's yeah. like, you know, and that's fine. I'm okay with having those conversations because I'm not just a producer, like behind that, I'm also an educator and like those two things have kind of layered transparently mm -hmm. for me, whether you see that on the front of Suna's face or not. Yeah. You know? that, the, the new, I mean, uh, something I was thinking earlier was like the future is nuanced. I mean, just because of how much more information and subcultures and niches and fragmentation, like nuanced is like Talk the best about <laughs> letting go though. Right. Like in the information age, yeah. like holding up masks and barriers is becoming wildly challenging. Yep. It's Absolutely. it's becoming way more trouble than it's worth, right? Yeah, because it starts to detract sometimes from transparency is in, in a way easy, right? It's I mean it's hard. Sure. It's hard to be to look inward. It's hard to be introspective. It's hard to let down your self-defenses. But also keeping up defenses is hard given our, our well, climate, right? Here's the, here's the thing that is something though that I feel like on the flip side of that, when I think of letting go of like a pr like praise or of like the positive things, sometimes I see that as like, you need to not let everyone in on the story in order to give them a better story. And so I actually think there is a flip side where it's like, no, like for me to like claim this or do this is like actually me being selfish in some ways when I think the experience might be better for someone if I do keep the mask up. It's like kind of a different conversation, but it is in the same world. And is it not gray? It's yeah, not, it's, it, is. It, it's gray. It's gray. You know? It is, you know, and that that's like, I've stopped putting, I used to like say on my social channels, like, hey, I'm also an Ableton certified. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, maybe not, it was maybe partially from a, a position of credibility, but it was probably also just from a position of like getting students, you know, like, yeah, hey, like you promotional. Know, I'm, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, sure. I'm, like, if you like my music, I also teach people how to make it, you know, but since then I've actually stopped putting that on my channels because I just kind of want to be more authentic about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'd be like, if you want to find out how to make this type of music and you're looking like you'll, you'll find it, you know, like I don't yeah. need to, I don't need to put, like Ooh. you said, put pieces of the story out there that people maybe don't need. It's distracting yeah, from yeah. the sure. experience you're doing right there. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, man, that's such an interesting progression. I relates just really hard with like the changing titles and the, you know, like who's the audience here? Who's the audience here? Yeah. Like what am I? Who am I? Who's the my... audience at this point in time? Yeah, oh, yeah, very much so. Oof. It's always interesting when I meet people in person. That's when it becomes difficult because mm. it's like, which persona do you know me by? Like some people, Ooh, okay. some people meet me and I introduce myself as Alec. And then 10 minutes later, they'll come back and be like, oh, you're Suna. Mm -hmm. So like, maybe we can talk about this though. Can yeah. we for a yeah, minute? Yeah, like sure. how is Alec Ness different than Suna? 
What are what's different between those two guys? The nose. And the, <laughs> the profile yeah, is yeah. different, right? Yeah, Hair yeah. color. Yeah. One is seven feet uh, tall. Yeah. Age. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that there's actually a lot of difference. I think there's a perceived difference, you know, yeah. in the amount of maybe intellectualism involved in my like life. Because, yeah. you know, Suna is definitely more of like, I'm a producer. I make music. There's not a lot of talk about what, you know, I use this plugin and pushing my glasses up like, nerdy, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I do this and that. And like, there's not this whole like, like culture surrounding like what I know or like what you the know. process. It's more about the expression. Yeah, exactly. So like sometimes I think it's a surprise to people maybe that like there's also, you know, that I'm actually this dude who has like a like a lot of has my feet in a lot of like educational yeah ground, you, you're you know, somebody like, who appreciates the process who celebrates that and who invites people into it yeah right. but maybe that is a case though where it's just like what i was talking about where it's like yeah suna doesn't need to be that and kind of shouldn't be that exactly and if you know and people will find that out and that's that's whatever but i, I think like you know trying to force all that information out at one time is kind of <laughs> like you know it doesn't make sense for suna so that's kind of how those people differ but it's funny i used to really see them as different things and they're kind of becoming synonymous like i mean damn dude that that is like the natural flow of things that's i even i think of like like with uh like video stuff or like other things like i've had different entities in order to sort of like represent different sides and like be legitimate on other but it's like i was sort of like consolidating yeah because there's too much energy going on in those ways and as you get more focused and just to uphold appearances. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 And for good reason though, it's at times. Yeah. At times, but so, I mean, the hard thing about letting go is it's, it isn't unilaterally the right move. I think is because a lot of times we talk about, I think self-awareness is always the right move. I think self-definition is always a healthy practice, but I actually don't think and like to talk about authenticity, authenticity is kind of objectively a good thing. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know <laughs> that. Sign that. <laughs> I'm not really going out on a limb with <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, but I don't think letting go is always bar none the 100% right move. And maybe you guys can push back on me, but it's sounding like there is sometimes a level of holding on to something, even if it's holding mm. on loosely, or keeping up a couple barriers strategically that can be healthy for the work for yourself and for the product that you're expressing to people. The unhealthy version of that to me is the, is, is not, it's kind of like even shipping it. When you talk about shipping it and I talk about like being completist or like seeing things through the unhealthy side or the more negative side, this is a little bit divergent from what we're talking about, but letting go too early, I think is a bad thing. And I think sometimes that's just sort of excuse making or copping out. I mean, th- but this is, of course, this is where it gets very, very, very messy. I I think that there's maybe like a, there's like a wisdom behind like being quiet sometimes. And I think maybe like uh-huh. there's like, you know, being like, like letting go and like letting too much information out. I think sometimes like there's just a time when you just don't speak maybe. And like rather than mm. like, rather than like letting out like, oh yeah, like this is what I think and blah, 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 me, 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 me. I think sometimes like maybe not letting go, but maybe just not saying anything, you know, because a lot, there's like a mystery element that people are really so, drawn to also. Is it the difference between when you're on a bicycle coasting down a hill the difference between taking your hands off the handlebars and bailing off the bike. Like, you can let go, but you don't have to push out. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is... Oh, I, like, hesitate to speak now. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Uh, this is, though, like, it's similar to the uh, letting go of, of praise or letting go because it's like they need to be recognized. Yeah. And I will actually say in a very literal way, something Vince and I have talked about on this show and something I experienced earlier in the show and continue to, you know, deal with, but it's like earlier in the show, I felt myself and we talked about this, like overexerting in order to be heard. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I I was just like, I was reacting to like insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, if you look at artists that really have maintained that level of like mystique, you know, that, that like are, 
honest and like maybe you know like maybe very transparent about like social justice or like you know like exploring other sounds or something they maybe aren't completely out in the open about everything about their lives like you'll find out someone has a kid that you didn't even know you know they, mm-hmm. you, I didn't know you had a kid. You know, it's like, well, that's because maybe that's something that they don't need to be. Because it's not totally... relevant to the thing they're doing. Right. And maybe that is something that's less personal and even more like an accolade, you know, something like being an Ableton certified trainer. And it's like, well, people don't Should maybe not have said it. need to know that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right. no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Feels like these are all like sort of like they're vaguely... loosely veiled, <laughs> like, yeah. like affronts to me. And my bad. I hope we're still cool. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, no, no. no. I I think this is your subconscious Uh, sort of like talking and you you hate me and you don't. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, like the thing is, it's like when I'm when I like when I going back to like when I wrote my bio, like I put all this stuff out. Like I put all this in my bio because it's like, you know, whoever's writing anything about me like deserves to know like the full story about it. Yeah. But like on face value with like some like, you know, someone that I'm, I'm playing a show or something, it's like. It's things that I think like selectively, yeah, letting things out to you. So let's talk about the actual process of letting go. What are the hard parts about it? What are the hard parts about taking down barriers, being vulnerable, not only in your art or your craft, but also personally? That's tough. Um, I guess the hardest part for me is is control, you know, like letting go of control mm. of something. Or expectation, like Grant was saying, you know, like it's really tempting to have an expectation of something, especially when you're excited about it or when, you know, it's like a great opportunity or, I mean, any, with music is exciting. Like music is, you know, there's a lot of exciting opportunities and that's like a form of expression and you get really attached to things. And I guess for me, and this is like, I'm not, you know, saying anything no one's never heard here before. But I mean, like when you're I mean, making... this is our fucking show. I mean, that that is like what we do on the show. <laughs> we, we realize, oh, yeah, we're just treading the same fucking path. But they're important things, right? Through novel lenses, though. Uh, through yeah. like a specific case study that is your career, right. which is interesting, it's valid. if not to other people, it's at least valid. to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I've, I find that when I hear someone else talk about things that maybe I knew just hearing it in the perspective of their career is like and hearing that person say it even yeah, is like, right. it's meaningful. Yeah. It, I really think it is. Right. I mean, it's a central tenet to why we have the show because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we think it's important. Yeah. Well then, I mean, yeah, it's mostly just expectation about how something's going to turn out or maybe even, yeah, about how someone's going to react to something, you know, it's that constant push and pull with what we were just talking about, about, you know, having like a sense of pride or like having a sense of like ego mm. about it and expectation so, of reaction. So maybe you can, t- maybe you can speak to this a little bit. Like in, in doing creative work in general, a lot of, I know myself earlier in any of the projects I was doing, there's just a lot of shit and there's like, you care a lot. That's why you're doing it. It's, it's you know, it, let's even just say like musically, like I give a lot of fucks, but like, it's not very good right now, mm-hmm. right? And that's okay. But uh, I've like been privy to that experience in other disciplines. I have to imagine you have experienced this with students, as maybe I've experienced it with people who I've like dealt with on any number of like design, writing, any sort of creative work, where it's like they're very attached to the outcome early on, and yeah. I think. Uh, a lot of like high performers, like the best people I know, or the most creative people I know, I've got a lot of fucking reps in. I mean, it's just like an athlete. They've like, you know, they've failed a bunch or they've lost a lot of races or they've lost races. Is that a thing? That's a, uh, I'm yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. You do. whatever. You do the point the is, the point is like, what does that look like for you with, with maybe students? Yeah, that's, that's actually like one of the biggest misconceptions that I think people have about like successful artists is that they sit down and make something and then it comes out and it's amazing. Like, I think that people don't realize that people are still just creating a ton of stuff. And like a lot of it. Did you throw out a bunch of stuff with this EP? Oh yeah. Tons of music. Yeah. You know, still, I'm still throwing out tons of music. And I think that was something that actually took me a while to realize like, Oh, that happens all the time. And like a lot of people that I look up to do that still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and what really made me realize that was looking at painters, actually, like a visual artist, like a, like a plein air painter will, I, I have a friend who studied this in college and like, they'll, 
they'll throw out hundreds of paintings, just practices, they call it, you know, just painting, reps. throwing, painting, throwing, you know, just like you said, like reps. It's just, it's, you know, there's no sense of like, I need to show this to the world. I need to, it's just all for, you know, self-improvement. And then maybe once you get to the level where you are releasing your work into the world, even still, you know, it's important to be able to make a bunch of things, step back, decide what really speaks to you and speaks to what you're trying to do and then release those things, I think. And like the more I read about visual artists, like I read this magazine, Apartamento, all the time. And yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a, an interview with an artist in there, and I, his name escapes me at the moment, but he'll leave, he'll hang his paintings up in his house when he's done working on them, uh -huh. and he'll just sit with them for months. Yeah. And then he'll decide what, what wants to, to Yeah, release. you step away. Yeah. The, the important thing there, I think that uh, where where people get caught up or maybe sort of don't get the full value out of it is not shipping that like the full draft, you know, is like getting upset with it partway through and quitting. Sure. And like going all the way through, like even just going once like yeah. that begets number two, begets number three. Yeah. And it creates more detachment in a really healthy way. Yeah. And I think it ultimately um, facilitates letting go. But maybe also Ooh. if you have an idea that isn't, coming yes to like forming and you know isn't going anywhere being detached enough to say okay and leaving that yeah and then you know i mean still like i'll make stuff that sucks and i will openly say that it sucks and like that's really important to be able to i think not have every piece be a masterpiece yeah you you're saying detachment but i'm i'm personally hearing perspective the mm. ability to see work in a in a more objective light now i w i think you know you're never disconnected from your work i've written stuff that's really crap that i still like to read back occasionally i know that it should never get in front of people but i wouldn't call myself detached from it funny no, i would just semantics, i would call myself but i totally understand what you're saying you, yeah. you just get it you you know something about that work that it's not ready to be <laughs> yeah. seen i think i thought of it more of like an astronaut who like still has a tendril or a connection to the space station, but is like unlatching and then can like view it from over here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So that's maybe, that's maybe how we need to think of our creative work is you're an astronaut, you're on the international space station, but you need to like unclamp <laughs> and got bounce back and tether. look at it from back there. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. still there. Like it's part of you. Now you're floating into space yeah. indefinitely forever. Forever. forever a lot of gravity. Forever. That was a great audio effect, a practical audio effect. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Suna taught me. <laughs> that was that was lesson, that was lessons one through twelve. Was just was leaning back from the microphone as you said things, <laughs> creating natural delay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, can we talk for just a quick second about about holding on, like? Ooh. When when is it right? Ooh. Side note, I fucking feel like every like major electronic artist producer has a song called Holding On. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we can we'll compile a full uh, list, but like I don't have one yet. Oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait until I'm like a major and then <laughs> so, I'll release my song called You gotta Holding do on. one. I feel like I'm just I'm the, some of these might be wrong. I feel like Flume definitely does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Subtract has one. Yes. Disclosure. Yeah. Do they? Disclosure, do oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe Julio Bashmore. That's I mean those three already are pretty. Yeah, I think we're doing good. Yeah. Okay. I haven't heard of the fourth. One. I don't know who Julio Bashmore is. Oh, he's. I mean, dude, talk about like a total like nerd producer guy too. Like from Bristol, like loves talking about creation. He has a really cool Red Bull Music Academy video. Maybe we'll show notes that. Yeah. But he's yeah, just like do it. he like does like sort of a live like production of a thing. He like yeah. has his all of his equipment out there. It's like very vulnerable, and I, it's such like a cool wave of like creators. So like, I'm saying, shouts out to you. So, you know, I really appreciate your like vulnerability in that. I think it's like Thanks, admirable yeah. versus like I think it's cool. Thanks, appreciate yeah, it. it's generous. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I can't look him in the eyes now. <laughs> what do I do? Uh, <laughs> what, holding on. What, what's something or <laughs> what's what is a way in which you have held on? Frame frame the word or the phrase however you you'd like, just to give a little bit of juxtaposition against the conversation. I mean, to my career, I would say for mm. one, because there's been a lot of times when I just have thought like this, you know, maybe this isn't going to go anywhere, you know. But I think like yeah. one of the things that survived. I survived, 
Yeah, like one of the things that I really, I mean, I, I look at it as like almost like a business too, you know, and like, yeah. and one of the biggest rules of doing something like that is consistency, you know, like you just have to, whether you feel like doing it or not, you have to get up that day and do something to move forward. And like my one rule of my whole life has always just been like, as long as I'm taking a step forward in some way, whether it's a small one or a big one, like every day I need to take like one step closer to my, you know, like my end goal. So like there's a lot of days when I feel like that's not worth it and maybe that's not going anywhere. And like definitely holding on to this idea of like what I want for myself is like, you know, what I want to do with my life is like probably the biggest way that I'm still holding on to something because it's easy to uh, be tempted to give up on that stuff when it doesn't yield anything sometimes, you know. Do the work. This is yeah. the embodiment of that idea. Well said. So hold on hold on to the practice Yeah. because the practice will ultimately see you through. But that's worth saying. It's not, it's not like a different thing. Holding on even in spite of sometimes evidence to the contrary yeah. is, is really, it's powerful and it's valuable. Yep. Because another day is like maybe two days later or the next day, it'll totally turn on its head and it'll feel like the world is noticing you and it'll feel like things yeah. are finally coming together and it'll turn back around again. And it's like just having that consistency of like, I'm still going to keep moving forward, you know? And then you're way better equipped if the world does look at you and go, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because you're sort of detached is the wrong word, but you're... You're you're insulated in a good that's, way. That's right. right. You know, yeah. you're sort of self sustaining yep. already. And that's yep. that's the fucking point of a lot of this shit. Is and like, there's just evidence, right? Yeah. 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 Like, insulated if, is a great word. Yeah, I'm that. okay with me. I'm yeah. good here. Yeah. And then like all the other things that happen are some are great, some are bad. In the great, that's awesome. But like either way I'm getting what I need. We 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 use similar terminology to talk about the podcast. Like we're already getting the gravy out of it by like showing up every week and like right. doing it with each other because that's the value. Anything else is like cool. Yeah, sounds good. Right. And yeah, I think Claire Delune like said it really well when she talked about an anchor in like a, a current. Yeah. And being able to feel the the pressure from each way, but not be moved by it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's where holding on becomes valuable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that brings up an interesting point just like genre-wise too because music is so trendy and there's like definitely a pull to like follow trends and you know, you there's a sense of longevity from having that anchor for sure and people notice that, you know, like, oh, this is what I've been doing and this is what I'm going to keep doing and it evolves and changes but it's rooted in the same, you know, the same idea and the same like maybe history that, or like the same background, I guess. That there are interesting there. mechanics there too, from like an audience building standpoint, where it like I think a lot about like finding a good fit, and like you just don't want to force it. Forcing it is just bad for all parties. Like making <laughs> making something fit in a negative way is not good. So like sometimes there's just like some artists, some genre, some style, some whatever. Whatever the thing you're trying to say, it might just be like a slower moving, and that doesn't mean it's negative, right? But it's just like a slower, like slower amassing thing, and like you're not going to be able to support yourself in this way because the audience isn't there, and that's not bad. It's just real, and so I think this is an important distinction. And I liked when you said like you think of it as a business because I think business style thinking is so helpful for even creative work yep. because it's it's constraint acknowledging. And so acknowledging that allows you then to maybe do other things with it or like do what you need to do to support this. It's just like, it's, it, it's just like honest. It's an yeah. honest appraisal. Yeah. Business is a very honest appraisal, although not an honest practice always. All right, Vince. <laughs> you're, you're damn right, Grant. God damn it. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So far, so good. Speaking of business, speaking of things. <laughs> we are speaking of things. That's right, Grant. We are speaking of things. Vince, did we mention things? <laughs> it came up. Okay, so something I'm interested in OTTing about. I'm listening. Yes. So, Alec, every week we do something that is uh, not particularly... Germane to the topic. <laughs> that is so, how typically we say it. Yes. yes. Uh, we like to. We kind of like to take a break. Uh, get a little refreshed. Arrest with it. An, yeah, exactly. With an off-topic topic. Okay. 
a topic that is not on the topic. It's off the topic. And so this week I was actually thinking, I know you've got a bit of experience with Shinola. You've got some, you've got just a general nice style to you. Specific. Thank you. I thought perhaps we could talk about accessories or Ah, perhaps within that is like jewelry or accoutrement. Yeah. (laughs) Nice use of accoutrement. Thanks. Great. Thanks, buddy. Um, you're a fat man. I, w- if you will. I, I wish you could have seen. I wish there was a, a like security footage of me just sitting in in front of the mirror for probably two hours yesterday, <laughs> trying to pronounce it and then do the look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, Vince is gonna love it. Keep working, man. Accessories, are <laughs> do, cool. the work, do the work. Do the work. Do the work. You look great when you say. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, buddy. You, did, man. you killed it. <laughs> It's a hair flip yeah. uh, for those of you not sitting with us, <laughs> which is most. And that's the check mark on that's the, the visual. Yeah, joke. that's the, the tab on 10k HRS. Bingo. So okay, you got a you have a watch on there. Yeah, I do. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, well, also you have a really cool tattoo. I kind of consider yeah, that well, uh, an accessory. Yeah, it's a I, body accessory. For yeah, sure. there's there's not much to say about the watch individually. I guess. That's fine. Like I. To me, like my sneakers, my watch, and my tattoo are like my my three sick the holy trinity. I feel yeah. like I'm like kind of right there with you. Yeah, because like I don't really wear. I mean, I, hold on, let's both just right, hold on. <laughs> Take it. I uh, mean, like yeah. we're literally wearing the same thing. Yeah, we're we both have black t-shirts on, black like, t-shirts, like skinny jeans, yeah, black yep. denim, yeah, black yeah. socks, okay, 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 black okay. sneakers, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I kind of wear, if you look in my closet, it's, like, black and gray and navy and white. Yeah. So, like, I don't really, like, venture into, like, colors that much. So, yeah. I kind of like, like, a plain palette. And to me, like, the watch and the sneakers are, like, the, you know, and I guess the tattoo, too, are, like, the things that kind of, like, set me You're a minimalist, apart. but then you have, like, a pop of color or a pop yeah. of, like, any sort of design element. Right. Love it. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I like when people, like, wear a watch, you know, or, like... Take care to like make sure they have clean sneakers on. It's like it's a like attention to detail thing. Yeah, know? I mean you you have strong attention to detail. I think I think that's something I really respect about you. Tell us about the tattoo. Uh, so it's a sine wave. Um, cool. Which Actually, you should hear. Just lean over. Keep yeah, talking, yeah. But I'm gonna take a photo. Of this. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's a sine wave. So it's kind of got like a very literal meaning. You know, like it's the basis of most like of audio. You know, of sound. Like a sine wave is. A type of waveform that is present in a pure, you know, a pure tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the length of the wave determines the pitch of the tone. So that's kind of the fundamental of music in some ways, which um, is important. Obviously, that's like what I've dedicated my life to. But it's also a cycle, which I find is really mm. interesting. And it's also up and down. It's like, and there's a center point that runs through it. Like it averages. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, it's like... Kind of a representation of my entire life, too. You know, it's like what we were just talking about. How long have you had that? When did you get it? Uh, Right when I moved back. So maybe like two years ago. Two years ago? Just shy two years ago. Yeah. Cool. Maybe I'll I'll show notes. uh, Imgur. Imgur? Yeah, Imgur. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Okay. It's supposed to be Imgur, I I lean on Vince for like pronunciation and vocab. (laughs) To uh, to be fair, though, that's open to interpretation. That one's like a specific. So that's what I'm saying. That's a weird one where I was like, I'm not even sure if I can ask you that. I've I've always called it Imgur. Okay. I just went literal with it. Yeah. Me too in my own way, though. I felt like I see Imgur. I meant, I guess I went phonetic with it. Yeah, you went, yeah, you definitely did. You just pronounced as written. Yeah. Fair enough. That would actually be a good t-shirt. You went phonetic. No, you went literal. I went phonetic. Let's call the whole thing off. There's probably like a horny grammar (laughs) nerd out there that would love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be about it. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh, what kind of sneaks are you rocking Uh, in general? On the feet, man. Jordan 1s. Nice. That's Is that that a harken to the hip-hop roots? Um, Doesn't need to be. I'm wondering if that maybe was born Sneakers are transcendent. In yeah. 2016, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 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 for sure. They well, sneaks they, in general, but like Jordans, I feel like that's kind of like got a little more roots. Yeah, I mean, especially Jordan ones, it's like a classic silhouette. Yeah, for sure. But I, yeah, I also just really like these sneakers too. Oh, uh, we're doing an, another visual gag nice. here. We usually do three. We try and go for three. <laughs> okay. So there might be one more. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready for it. Yeah. It, the look is good, man. It suits you. Hey, thanks. I'll, I'll say that Hell for yeah. sure. And uh, and likewise. Hey, well, wow, Vinny. Vinny's um, a good looking fella. 
Hey, we, we I appreciate that. On the show. We actually we had a hairstylist on recently. Oh, I know. Really? I was. I had palpitations. Like you were nervous. Yeah. Because you he? take your hair pretty seriously. I do, but I feel like she takes her hair well, it's way her, more It's serious. her literal art. Like she no, yeah, is yeah, a hair artist. For yeah. sure. She's transcendent. Um, <laughs> speaking of hair, though, that hair and facial hair are a huge accessory. Oh, uh, that's interesting. True. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. So I think it's it's too oft overlooked. Can we talk about this, actually? So I'm about to go on that tour, leave in like three days or something, two days. And I, I was thinking about just like not shaving mm, like not even, going down just let, like well just usually, usually i like i trim it but i feel like the last few times i've trimmed it i've been like ah, i just wanted to like grow back because it's like that weird in-between phase mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I, how long are you gonna be out how long are you gonna be on the road two weeks yeah let, let it go okay good good test yeah period, two right? weeks is a good period. yeah here's the yeah. question though do i shave prior no mm. let it just from get, here yeah, yeah from right now okay nice let it get wavy Ooh, very supportive. Let, let go, Grant. Ooh, wow. And, I, and <laughs> I'm in. And I'm in, baby. All right, nice. I've got, I've got a little bit going here, too, so yeah. that's great. All right, cool. Great. I think it'd be remiss. We, we did, we're kind of going full circle now, but not to mention the watch that you wear, Grant. Yeah, for sure. I do want to be very clear. I was not <laughs> proposing this topic just to talk about that. <laughs> no, I know. I know like, that I, you weren't. I actually like it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't even want to talk about it to be, no, honest, I know that you don't. Okay, so I let, we'll we'll keep it brief. I don't. We don't need to do a sounds dissertation. Good. On sounds it. good. Sounds good. Yeah, I actually don't like talking about because it, it just ends up being such a fuck show. Like, okay, <laughs> so I've been wearing I've been wearing this watch for like probably years, five, four, four years probably. Four years sounds right. I've changed the band like three times because it's gotten like stanky. But <laughs> yeah, it's called the Infinity Piece. It's from a company called Become, and it really connected with me. Especially when, well, it still does. But when I first like came across it, I was like, uh, I don't want to say more formative. I don't know what it is. Like the thing I'm talking about, like a younger version of me. I was more like search. I guess I was more searching. I feel more concrete molten. in my like, yeah, molten. I love that. I love that. Anyway, uh, it does not have hands and it does not tell time. And it was meant to be a reminder that like when you're doing what you love, time doesn't matter and like sort of time is irrelevant. Hmm. Yes. So, and honestly, very helpful for me, like a helpful reminder, especially early on. I don't look at it anymore. Like I never look down on my wrist. I used to though, especially in the first like year, I would just look down and it'd be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But then it was a constant intended. reminder. Working as intended, right? Absolutely. I have to say, I mean, in a, in a super superficial way, it's also pretty sharp. Yeah, it looks sharp. good. Rose gold, it's, black stingray band. Well, well constructed, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it fits. I'm a fan. It's got a nice weight to it, but it's a little polarizing. Yeah, it's well. Here's the thing, though. It's like it's like any true, like authentic idea. It's polarizing if the person is not comfortable with themselves. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I I generally feel like most people I would talk to about that idea, or or people who talk to me about their ideas, like it. If I feel truly uncomfortable, it's mostly probably just on me. That's a good point. It's just them expressing something that's like pretty authentic to them. You know, I've I've obviously noticed that watch. Interesting, but I've never noticed that it doesn't have. Yeah, it does not. Well, because the assumption would be that it does. Yeah, right. So I mean, like most people probably don't even. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's very rare. The it sometimes someone be like, the question is never does. Oh, that watch doesn't have hands. It's oh, how do you tell time on that? Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> well, no, well te- and that's the well, point. Well, technically, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, Vin, maybe talk to me a bit about your. So I don't. I don't wear a watch. Um. But the accessory that I do love to play around with is sunglasses. Oh my god. <laughs> a, wow. We haven't. We haven't been quite so I'm vulgar in a, in a long time. We haven't been quite <laughs> so vulgar in a while, but. I'm I'm in on it. No, I haven't experimented with that. Okay, per, with that particular garment. Shout out. <laughs> um, hey, shout out to our listeners who have. Yeah, uh, you should be you should be able to let go of your inhibitions and explore your own sexuality. And I mean, actually, though, yeah, that, those that cool. those devices are well reviewed by the people who use them. So maybe your cock ring tells time too. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, yikes! Wow, uh, that's true. That's beautiful. 
Yeah, it probably does. So I, oh, I don't I know. That, one. <laughs> I don't know that I can really transition back to sunglasses from there, but I oh, do. You're about sunglasses. I do like Sunnies. Sun, sunglasses. This is. I don't like to wear stuff on my head because I like my hair a lot, but uh, and I don't like to wear watches because I have really thin wrists. But <laughs> I do like to. I do like to wear sunglasses, uh, and I I like to get outdated frames for them too which makes me a bit of a hipster but i like to go to like goodwill and thrift and i don't like to do the the newer the new models or i like boutique sunglasses too. when you say get get outdated frames you mean you're like buying the full you're not like adding lenses right no no no. i'm like, i'm like buying sunglasses that are just like outdated in general yeah i mean that's what most modern glasses or frames like strive to be yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's a resurgence for sure yeah oh interesting i bought a new a new pair recently Cheap. I just been going with the cheapies. Why not, yeah. man? Yeah, totally. Looks good. Uh, my Feels si- good. My sis gifted me a delightful pair of like yellow, yellow lensed shades that I was wearing at Coachella a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and they were nice. They're good. That's awesome. Th- those, those are good because, good. especially in the desert, they can make the transition from day to night, and you can keep them on. Because why you want to keep them on is because the dust, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's on point. Actually, give me yeah. give me a bandana over the face. And some like yellow frame sunglasses. I am a machine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a tough look. I could. Yeah, that's it's gritty. Yeah. Honestly, that's, I can deal. I'm in on I it. can deal with most things. Yeah, yeah. I had another bandana up here. Also, damn. Man, I, I truly, that's a helmet. Yeah, I truly fell in love with the button up the button up short sleeve shirt. I, I am a monster in that in a great way. Like it's so flexible. You know, you can pop it open. You can fucking fly with the wind. You can you can wow, go top button and you can wow, hu- wow, and you can hunker down. Shouts out to the short sleeve button ups. Learned learned. I'm, I'm actually attendee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And I'm I'm actually I think this summer might be the summer of button ups. I can't wait. Uh, I'm excited too. <laughs> Man, we have so many breakthroughs on the show, but legitimate turning points where I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, I guess I'm committing to the beard for the next two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to wear a lot of button-ups this summer and, <laughs> and get ready. I love it, man. I love it. Not um, bad. Not a bad Not a bad OTT. No, not a bad OTT and not a bad TT. Oh, it's also the OTT. Topic, it's on-topic topic. Oh, the it, on-topic the, topic. The conversation we've had today have, has been awesome. I want to take a quick minute to thank our guest. Cool. Alex, I'll start thank the clock you. and 60 seconds... One now. quick minute. Uh, you've been super generous with your with your story and with your yeah. perspective about letting go, a vulnerable topic in general, and you've been extra gracious with sharing well, dude, with us. So also, with your you. fucking work, man. I I I uh, I don't I don't want to schmooze you too hard, but honestly, like I really appreciate your perspective as an artist and as someone who's willing to share and see the value in cultivating a crop of people and cultivating other artistry because that is like, ultimately that's fucking the coolest thing uh, to me, like is to lift each other up. And like, you have a bunch of artists making stuff and it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we're all stronger together and that's really cool. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Cause you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of skill and like that could just like, you know, you could be selfish about that. It's really fucking cool. So thank Uh, you, man. That means a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Shouts the fuck out. You got a couple <laughs> questions for this guy? I got a for pair. This, for this I generous got, motherfucker. I a pair of deuces. This generous uh, motherfucker, two, yeah. Two cues for you. Uh, the first being, <laughs> how can our listeners support you? Um, well, I would prefer on Spotify because that's where my EP is going to be coming out. Cool. Um, Great. And that's where kind of more of my official releases are. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people choose so on SoundCloud. Should we should we link your Spotify? Uh, sure. Yeah. And, and people could follow you on that? Yeah. Yeah, right. That'd totally. be great. Yeah. Um, but also SoundCloud too. Yeah, I, cool. SoundCloud is where a lot of my material ends up, like remixes and things like that too. Yeah. So that's probably the most practical place to listen to me. And that's under Suna. Suna, yeah. S-U space N-A. Yes. Suna. Yeah. Perfect. And and the space between is for all of us, and that's something you've always embodied. No, I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just fucking around, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, I'm a, I'm the most recent convert to fandom. 
so because oh, i just you. listened for the first time today get in the mix I, I really baby. there's a there's a couple sunas on facebook so that's this or on soundcloud so the space is uh the space is crucial. yeah it's important it's yeah. important fuck those guys so, <laughs> like they're great people <laughs> but like they're bastards and <laughs> look and for sure. the link we'll have the right yeah, yeah we, got you. We, got you. we got you hey funny <laughs> so. funny story i actually another alec ness that makes music hit me up recently because i had a couple urls that he wanted to yeah. switch and he's actually a great guy and he actually makes really cool music wow and, yeah and we he's in vienna and we actually traded urls on twitter not under suna under my own name because i also do some stuff under my own name. amazing yeah and he was great he's really nice we emailed back and forth <laughs> shout i love that shout out to alec ness yeah to the other alec ness making music out there yeah dude i truly truly love that that's so cool Fabulous. it was really crazy it could have gone a totally different direction but it was super friendly wow really crazy nice. how when two good homies get together and things just go smoothly yeah with the same name <laughs> and it's like not that's that char- char- yeah. charmed i'm sure um well that was a great answer and so maybe- he, he already hit number one right number one out yeah. of the park <laughs> grand slam should we give him the gigantic sharpie we have in the studio where he and he checks the box of question number one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is getting cost prohibitive Fuck, i would love that oh. i would love an image of that like i oh i love my imagination i love that i have imagination because i was just picturing you with a big sharpie and it was delightful it was really heavy was Ooh. like yeah. over the shoulder yeah, yeah. i wish um, you could share that with you guys here no you, here, you shared it yeah. no, your you, forehead close to mine maybe. i consider it shared uh <laughs> second question alec okay. If you would want our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? Uh, probably what you were talking about with holding on, that consistency thing, because I think that's probably mm. actually been like the most important thing to me. Take a step forward every day and don't get discouraged if it doesn't feel like it's doing anything. Fuck. Letting go of immediacy and yeah. holding on to long ter- longevity, long-term yeah. Overtime consistency. Yep. Fuck, man. Because you'll look back in six months and be like, wow, I have come a long way in six months, even though every day it feels like you're not, maybe not doing that much. It really, it's big. That's big. Big. And, and big. <laughs> very big. Um, that was like a kind of a, an agnostic accent. It was kind of an accent of the world. So the irony ho- Hopefully it me? wasn't. Yeah. For me? <laughs> no, for both of us, I think. Oh, uh, okay. The, the, for me, I feel like that was a, a reference that no one could possibly know of a dude who says it that way. And so I don't even know what he's doing, but like, I hope he's well, I got some joy there because yeah. <laughs> and there I was just expressing a thing that felt good to he me. Probably like his ear tingled or something. <laughs> like, oh, we should call him. <laughs> but it's just so well said. And it's so close to the ethos that we tried to, that we, it's the whole purpose for having the show. And it's what we hoped we would uncover when we sat down and talked to you. So hey, I, I really that. appreciate that. I also do wonder what are they, I think we get is it 15 seconds? Oh, man, maybe maybe we can get a verbal confirmation of permission to drop in some Suna tracks here. Uh, yes. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll we'll find a place, but we got confirmation. Maybe maybe we'll do that at the, at the start or maybe we'll do it somewhere, but we should drop in some music for context. We should do it at the beginning. But what I was going to say is it'd be fun to do a little compilation of all the holding on tracks, just a few snippets. <laughs> <of them. laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Uh... One, one fun thing we like doing is is giving our editor, our tireless, our beautiful editor, uh, a little, true, little, little mini missions within the episode. <laughs> Find all he popular always, electronic <laughs> yeah, he, holding on. He rises to the occasion. Dropping, really it, dropping in the Suna sampler would be, it would be a great, we would, we would really be endeared to that. So yeah, we truly would.
I'll probably wrap up in the next verse. Trust, she ain't like it. Said she ain't psychic. Before she turned around and ninja vanished on some fly shit. Cause I ain't got time for it. Man, young Sunai, young Alex. Thank you, Alec. <coughs> Jesus. Sorry, I was... <coughs> uh, thank you for coming on the show, for for sharing the conversation we had, and just generally for like doing your fucking thing, because it's dope. And, I mean, we've been talking very nuts and bolts about like all of the other things, but like the art you're making is really fucking tight. So like, thank you for it sharing is. that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe... Please, I hope so. I, God, God damn I hope it, so. I pray. You could uh, give us a sign-off. We like to, we end every show with a ship it from our guest. And perhaps you could give us a, a true Suna, a true Alec Ness ship it. What does this need to look like? What do you want me to say? Uh, well, it, you it need to, to let go of, of what it needs to look like, and you need to sort of express, yes, I, yes, that's basically it. This is sort of, this is sort of like a Vince style. Yeah, yeah I went t- through a rash in, in the, <laughs> you did. In the 70s, 70? 60, 60 to 80, where I could not get this right. Yeah, yeah. I could not disseminate yeah. the information yeah. to the guest. He would, he would pitch our guest on, so we do this thing at the end, and I would just sit there like, uh, and hell, man, without fail. I feel like I did get better at it, but it ne- the results never got better. I know. It felt. It almost felt like my intent, or like I wanted you, you to were, fail. Yeah, I straight up did. wanted you to you fucking did. fail. <laughs> and I feel like I was putting the Shoot energy was on the other foot. I was putting this weird energy on the guest, always to be like, like almost like wait on guard, What's and going then on? it would throw them off, and they would fuck it up. Yeah, right. And then I, know, I would just like, I know, I and realized. then I would like tr- come in and like save the day, but I was just being a bastard. So, so say we, ship it. You just say ship it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, you got it. Hey, ship it. <laughs>